This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Bryce here. Look, I know you know that I know you know that I love all things strange, especially elusive North American wood apes who shall remain nameless. Bigfoot, it, it's Bigfoot. But did you also know that I created and developed a hilarious new party game called Dirty Picture Cover-Up? You see, the idea came to me when I was in high school and I had to cover up all the dirty drawings my friends would draw in my yearbook so that I could show it to my parents without having them realize just what a bunch of degenerates my friends were. And believe me, they were. It was then that I realized that not only is it fun to draw dirty pictures, but it's even more fun to cover them up and turn them into something not dirty. And so, Dirty Picture Cover-Up, or DPCU, was born. The game is simple. Draw a dirty picture, cover it up, be judged, win. And as a way to say thanks for supporting, I'm offering our listeners a 15% discount by using the promo code BIGFOOT. Okay, fine, I'm obsessed with Bigfoot, and you'll be obsessed with DPCU. To get yours, just head over to thedpcugame.com. That's thedpcugame.com and get yours today. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. Guys, I'm double vaxxed. I got my what? second shot right. yesterday. I drove all the way Congrats. back up to Bakersfield, California, because the nice nurses said that they'd be saving one for me. So I took a little road trip up there. That's great. You know, and uh, I've been feeling pretty good today, like a tiny bit loopy. Maybe it just feels like I've taken some a little bit of medication, but... I'm okay. lucky I've had uh, no no bad symptoms the second time. So that's great. That's right yeah. On. I've heard I've heard some mixed stories. I'm a little nervous. I'm getting mine second vax tomorrow. Don and I are, and so um, we've been we've been taking our vitamins and and getting all our supplements in, and we're feeling good and we're ready to roll. You'll man. be fine if you if if it knocks you on your butt for a minute. It'll be just for a few hours, and then you'll be okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it a ninety day fiance marathon, day. dude. No absolutely, I was watching. <laughs> it's a good uh, excuse. Yeah. I know we have to bring in our guest here in a minute. Sorry, guest. I um, 
I uh, I was watching all morning long. Had like a marathon of the challenge, uh, MTV's the challenge from two thousand and five. Oh god! Like crime club Niche. rice years. I'm wow. gonna tell you guys, uh, we were wearing some questionable styles back then. I do not understand <laughs> what we were thinking. Uh, it was um, a lost decade, really. It, it really uh, is. Uh, all right, so let me let, before we get into, we've got an amazing guest today. A uh, little business up top. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, check out our merch shop over at uh, wearecampfire.media or click the shop button. We've got some new shirts coming down the pipeline just in time for summer. Uh, can't announce anything as of this recording, but there might be something very soon. So check uh, our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. We got some fun stuff planned. Um, Dude, I, I have worn out my zombie Bigfoot cryptid crypt hoodie. It is like... It is worn out. I need to get myself a new one and then just put it in a Ziploc bag and store it away. <laughs> no, you got to get get one to wear. It's like action figure rules, right? Get yeah. one to open. Yeah. Get and one, one to wear, to get one to open. Yeah. Um, and then I, I meant to mention this last week with uh, when John was on the show, Gabrus, uh, one of our listeners, Rachel uh, Bussert, Bussert uh, who's been uh, a, a big part of um, the uh, community over on our Patreon yeah. as well, yeah. Bigfoot Collectors Club, the other side. Definitely, um, she has graciously put together a book list of every. She's in. She's a librarian. People. She's put together a book list of all the books that we've remembered that we've referenced That's or amazing. recommended. That's so cool. <laughs> I have put that list in the show notes for the past couple of weeks. So if oh. you're ever like, what? What do I want to read? It's all there. She's put it together for you, and there are links to get the books uh, there as so well. Cool. Um, so thank you, Rachel, for doing that. We'll keep adding. And if there's anything that you think that we've forgotten, uh, shoot us an email. We'll get it on the list. Um, sorry, I'm just like suddenly uh, feel like I have a burp caught in my throat. But um, And if you want more <laughs> BCC every week, which we know you do, uh, do join us over at the other side at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. On Friday... We're going to have a new episode dropping with Betsy Sodaro and Mono Agapian, who are joining us in a discussion about a 1988 Bigfoot <laughs> horror movie called Demon Warp. And it a is a horror masterpiece. It's a, oh Warp. my God. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah. This movie. This movie. This let movie. me tell you. <laughs> truly wild um and finally if you can't join the patreon or don't want to although you would be insane not to you can help support the podcast by going over to apple podcasts and giving us a five-star review if you do we might even read it on the show like this one five stars saving grace by once young mum these guys were sent to me from the universe to save my sanity from living through covid times uh, with three young children while simultaneously teaching first grade virtually. Oh my Thank God, you. Uh, Bryce has been doing that uh, on his <laughs> own, uh, basically. Mm. Thank you for refocusing my attention. My six-year-old daughter and I have also bonded over over searching for Bigfoot. Uh, thank it. you. Keep up the good work. Sorry you had a hard year. Uh, but, you know, teachers, we love them. Uh, hang in there. Um, our guest tonight, she knows about raising little kids. Um, she is an intuitive tarot card reader and a witchy mommy who has dabbled in the magicking and magical arts since childhood. Guys, we might have a teen witch on our hands. Uh, <laughs> we first heard about her from our dear guest, 
Lauren Lapkus, a few episodes back, and we are so excited to sit down with her tonight for an expert episode. Club Scouts of the World, please give a warm welcome to Sutton Crawford. Woo! All right. Woo! If she's oh my still awake from sitting through our, <laughs> our chit chat. <laughs> like, oh, what? Oh, me. My part. Stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's my lines now. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited. Um, it's been a while since we've had like what we call experts. I think you're, if you've been practicing magic since you were a kid, uh, I think it's fair to say that you're you're an expert, at least to us. Um, we haven't done one of these for a while, well, boys. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I'm no, excited to it. sit down, pick your brain. We're going to talk uh, mostly about tarot in the second half of the show, something that we, the three of us, have all Love it. Yeah. dabbled in somewhat. Um, <clears throat> and we'll get into that, too, I think. I think uh, Riley and Bryce are both going to have questions as well as me. But mm-hmm. uh, let's get into your personal paranormal history, Sutton. Like, uh, when did you... First of all, tell us about what it is that you do. And then let's talk about this magical art. I mean, did you go to Hogwarts as a child? And also, is that the 80th time someone <laughs> has made that joke? Because now I realize it's probably <laughs> been said a lot. No, but what I what I want to say very briefly is that Miss um, Betsy and I are going to have our second tarot session <gasps> next week. No way. I adore her and love her. Yes. Um, so do we. Love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, love wild. her. Um, I know. Second time. Uh, you know, I have always been connected to what I understood as thanking the universe, right? I would get what I asked for sometimes as a kid or I, what I thought I was doing was praying when I was really little. And then eventually it turned into me being like, oh, thank you, universe. Hey, universe, could you just protect me for this? Could you, could you help me with this? Whatever it may be. And then I'd always thank the universe. And then eventually I got older and I realized I'm a witch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is technically witchcraft, you know, I'm not, um, a practicing Wiccan, but I identify as a witch. Um, and so I've always been connected to that. And I actually think that most people are more that than they know, Mm -hmm. right. That, you know, they get, if you can energetically ask for certain things from the universe and then also act in accord and make it happen, then you're kind of a witch too. (laughs) Well, even the stuff you're saying, it sounds very familiar to those of us who have been raised in the church. And, and we know about, you know, asking higher powers for things and, and, and having that sort of communication. So there's a lot of similarities there, I think. Oh, definitely. I mean, and it's, it's. Sorry, Sorry. No, 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 please. No, I'm obsessed with, you know, what is not technically a religion, but is a religion and I'm not religious, but it's kind of religious. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Well, that, no, that, that was exactly my question was, were you raised as a kid in the church? And then you, you sort of sidestepped over to uh, not, you know, to, to the magic side of things, I guess I would say. Um, oh, Cause you said you no. called it praying. So like, <laughs> what, what were you doing and who told you this was praying? And then when did you realize, Oh, like, when did you go from, like, God to the universe, or did you ever pray to God? Totally. No, I never prayed to God. I always pr- – I was raised atheist, actually. Got it. <laughs> and I, I, I just prayed to the universe. Like, it was just this kind of 
asking and what I've come to realize and and my studies is that, you know, I I say in my readings, I say source, spirit, God, the universe, the pizza in the sky, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. That's what you're asking for. You know, and it's nature, it's love, it's um it's something that we can't see. It's mysterious. You know, it's not necessarily the the guy who looks the way we think he does up in the sky. It's certainly not a guy, first of all. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's just it, it's uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting. And it, there's a comfort there. Right. And you guys said uh, on an episode with Lauren that I listened to that you said something about I think this was you guys. You said something about like if it's a well, this is what I say. If it's a placebo, <laughs> it's a placebo I like. Right. right? Right. I, I'm I'm totally comfortable with that, but it's not. And what I'm finding, uh, the more I work and I I, I give two a day because I have a two year old, so I don't have a lot of time otherwise. But I give two sessions a day, and you know, you ask for something and you usually get it. Um, or I will uh, assume a, a certain card is going to come up in a reading, and it does, mm. <laughs> and it's it. It's, it's just these little things where source, well, that's what I call it, source or spirit is kind of winking at me and being like, I, I see you. I love you. You're doing a good job. Like <laughs> 11s, like I see 11s all the time, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, it's, it's, I mean, we it's have, weird because I, I was going to say we use a, another, I know exactly what you're talking about. Another word that might sort of come upon that is synchronicity there's a lot of synchronicities when you're when you're sort of paying attention to sources you call it i think a hundred percent i mean it's like a feather it's a it's a it's a bird it's yeah it's a totally synchronicities and synchronicities is magic i mean the more you pay pay attention to them the more you see them the more they happen and the more it's like a communication yeah yeah mm. Tell us more about the what you call the source. What is that? Why did why that term? Um, I'm really interested. We, that that's not a term that's come up on the show. I think in 159 episodes. Oh, I love that. Um, spirit and source, I use interchangeably, and like I think most people kind of call it God, but it's it's the all encompassing thing that we are part of, that is part of us, that. Um, you know, controls the tides and controls the uh, galaxies that we live in. And there's some kind of energy that allows us to see these synchronicities and to uh, find each other on this amazing podcast and to, you know, all of these things that are happening. And if you pay attention to them, um, I believe that that is source or spirit kind of talking to us. And with divination, particularly that's exactly what you're tapping and into remi- is source. remind us or remind our listeners what divination is specifically that's seeing into the future well divination is a uh, different kind of tools right to see into said future and you know divination is cartomancy which is uh the study of cards or there are so many different versions. I mean, there people can read bones, people can read tea leaves, people can read clouds, people can read uh, sand. Like, so all of those things are uh, divinatory tools to kind of mm. uh, see into the future. And what I love about tarot so much is that it still uh, encompasses the idea that we have free will. So 
versus it being like, oh, this is definitely going to happen, whatever. It's saying, you know, this could happen, but you have to be aware of this. How can you uh, hold a mirror up to yourself and say, if this isn't what you want, then you have free will. Let's change that, right? It's 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 really empowering, I think. It the the times that I've had good tarot card readings, it does feel it does feel like, uh, and honestly, uh, I'm gonna have to book a session with you because, like, I think there's only been a handful Please. of good session, you know, good sessions I've had that I felt like I walked away. I was like, oh, but it does feel like you get to peek down the path a little bit and go, okay, well, if you want to take a left this might come up. If you want to take a right, this could come up, but either way, generally you're headed in, you are headed in this direction. You know what I mean? Um, Mm, That was a very bland way of saying that, but but, (laughs) no, it's, that's exactly right. It's like the chapter leading up to a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah. You get to flip ahead just a little (laughs) bit, maybe, but would you say that's fair? Life is a choose your own. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think what's so amazing about, um, cause in particular, I do a spread that is past, present, future. And then I, I also use Oracle cards. So I'm using two Oracle decks and a tarot deck and that's past, present, future your mind, body, spirit. And then I tell a little story in between of your tarot portion, but like what you experienced in your past and traumas and trials and uh, pain and beauty and love, all of these things, that's going (laughs) to, that's going to, um, change the way that you see reality now. And it's also going to influence the way that you go into your future. So if those are healthy things, you want to carry them with you. If they're unhealthy things, you want to try and balance them out. Right. And that's what's so brilliant about the tarot. So let, it's just so amazing. Let me ask you a question. And I'm sure, you know, I, I have a familiarity with, uh, with tarot, but I'm not too familiar with Oracle cards. Can you tell us a little bit about what those are? And I know we'll get into more, uh, of some of the tarot subject a little later, but but what are oracle cards? So for anybody who's unfamiliar, you know, tarot is um, 1400, uh, 14, you know, 30, right? Made in Italy. And we're not really exactly sure why it was made, whether it was a card game or if it was for fortune telling. Uh, it's very mysterious, which mm. is really exciting. And then oracle cards are, Oh God, how do you even explain it? It's, it's a personal, you know, sometimes it's a word. It's about, it's like you flip the card and it says growth or plant a seed and let it grow gotcha. or whatever it may be. So Oracle cards are specific to the creator. Um, they all have a completely different vibe. Some of them are really positive. Um, I have a deck called the postcards from the liminal space that I use in every single reading. Oh, they're out that. of print. I love them so much. Oh my God, they're the best. And those are, um, I always say to people, I'm like, they're witchy. Uh, they could drag your ass and they're not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> and those are more, in- right. <laughs> those are more interpretable versus <laughs> being like, plant a seed and let it grow. Although I use the nice ones too. <laughs> These gotcha. Oracle cards are really snarky. <laughs> uh, oh no, tarot's the snarky ones, and the oracle cards are usually like really sweet. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the safe ones. <laughs> so so what was it when you were a kid other than praying to the universe or talking to the universe? Um, I noticed on your website uh, that you were carrying runes around in your pocket at a very young age. 
Oh my gosh, yes. And I just found pictures of myself at probably, oh God, I must be eight years old. I don't even know what I'm doing. I am... I'm cloaked, I have candles lit, and I'm doing some sort of divination for my uncle. That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so that's, yes, but runes. I, I insisted on my mother buying me this bag of runes. They were on wood pallets, and um, I didn't know what they were at the time, and I just was obsessed with them, and I would carry them around in my little fanny pack, and they went everywhere with me. And I was so obsessed. I mean, I still remember exactly what they look like. And and I didn't know how to read them. I didn't know what they were. But they were like such a touchstone for me of my childhood of carrying around this. Now I find out, you know, this like super <laughs> intense divination tool, right? Okay, there's another divination right. tool, right? Runes, a perfect example. Did you ever startle any neighborhood kids' moms and dads are like, ah, that's Sutton girl. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> oh, if God, we're going to have sure. her over again. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh God, I'm sure. But I, for like so many other reasons aside from that, I'm right. sure. <laughs> we were the weird atheist people with the, you know, the hippie grandparents and the, you know, right, right. We, yeah, we, we were always like that. But Our whole family's like that. It sounds you got a head like, start. Yeah. Is what that sounds like to me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It sounds like it came really naturally to you in the way that like, oh, this kid likes to draw this kid, you know, likes trucks to, or to play sports. Like you were like, no, give me a robe and some candles and some coins and I'll <laughs> figure out a ritual to I'll make up a ritual to do this. Totally. And with, and like, I think it's funny cause I, I don't know. I've always, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in the broom closet, as they say, I wouldn't have said out loud that I was a witch for a, a little while and I'm out and proud about it. And I think that I just was so into all of this for my entire life that it just didn't even occur to me that it was strange. Mm. And then the more you start to say I'm a witch, that can really freak people out. (laughs) I think people are coming around to it today, though. I I mean, I know there's a there's a resurgence of uh, of, which I know I see it in my in my favorite bookstore. I mean, the you know, that my, my section, the paranormal or whatever section is t- its title. I think it was like ancient mysteries and hidden knowledge was the, was a book section, but now it's just like filled with books on, on witchcraft and Wiccan. And I mean, it's really sort of taking over the shelf. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's all these things. I read something brilliant that was just like, Oh, all these people are into witchcraft. And it's like, well, no, maybe it's just all these people who've been suppressed and pushed down for a really long time have said enough is enough Mm. and that they have found a common ground and what witches have always been. I mean, witches have always been outspoken, witches have always been uh, healers and, um, you know, go against the grain and against the system, right? And the oppression of the system. So it makes perfect sense that we are right smack dab. And uh, astrologically, there is so much going, I'm not an astrologer, Mm -hmm. but there is so much going on with the transition from uh, the planetary system we were currently, we used to be in and now we're in now and the shifts that have happened uh, with calling to all of the healers in this particular time period right now uh to 
try and enlighten humanity. I mean, that's, that sounds like a really heavy thing, which it is, yeah, but like, big job. and I'm not, you know, I'm not an astrologer, but like, there's a big shift going on. And if you're into it and you believe it, then, you know, you're trying to gain forces to uh, take down the man. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need it. Now is the time. So yeah. Good God. Calling yes. all witches, you know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. And what is it? So what do you do as a practicing witch? You said you weren't necessarily, you, you don't consider yourself a Wiccan. Um, like what does the word witch mean to you? You meant you brought up healing and some of this other stuff, but for you personally, uh, what is that? Um, well, I'm not Wiccan because I don't, I'm not in a religious mm. sect, like, cause it's a religious, it's a, a religion technically. Mm. Um, but I do a lot of things that Wiccans do and I, I have a coven actually, but it's on Instagram cause you know, COVID, <laughs> um, and it's called a casual coven cause you know, we're, we're casual about it. <laughs> um, but I, what, which means to me is I think it's. I mean, standing up for what's right. I think it's about finding balance in the universe, right? With um, the oppression of uh, so many different kinds of people. And I'm a cis white woman. It's my job, right? I have to do something about this. And I think being a witch is about um, manipulating energy, right? I can manipulate my own mental energy to make things happen and physical energy uh, to make things happen that I want to have happen, (laughs) I can um, see the ways that I can manifest, right? I'm putting that in quotes because everybody's using that word right now, but manifest my reality. That's like, there's a power in, in acknowledging that you can change your thoughts. You can change the world through your thoughts and you can make things happen uh, through witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I, I, I feel like sort of a lot of the, well, I guess new age for lack of a better word or term and and a lot of these books uh, you you could find them sort of anywhere. I've sort of appropriated a lot of what what witches have been practicing for for centuries, you know, like, you know, taking control of your own participatory experience with the mystical and and you know and dealing with energies and bringing in them into your life and and healing and and manifesting. I mean, it's sort of very in vogue nowadays in in in, in sort of this self-help new age genre, but I think it's been there for a long, long time. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it, it, it really does. I I think of a a specific tarot card when I talk about this a lot and it's the magician and it kind of encompasses that energy, right. Of like having the balance of all these different things, your heart and your mind and your inspiration and your, you know, grounded spirituality. And then listening the reason and now i'm going to get all nerdy about it but the reason that the the magician card is often pictured pointing to the sky and then pointing down to the ground as is to say you have to listen to the synchronicities of the universe and that will guide you to manifest right he's pointing to the they are pointing to the ground to manifest what you want in in reality mm. right as above so below sure. this idea that if you put it out there in the spirit world you can manifest it in reality yeah that's what it means i, I love that i mean <laughs> i i think about stuff like that all the time and in a very you know i in a very basic way 
you know, you have to have an idea before you can do it, whether it's going to the store or, you know, painting a painting or, you know, I don't know, booking a, an audition or whatever it is you want to do. It, it all starts with with this a thought or an idea that is unmanifested. You know what I mean? Totally. And is that thought yours or was it part of the divine thought right. or like, right? Did source kind of give you that idea? Like, who or knows? What's the Maybe difference it's both. Like, if we're all connected, you know, we're all part of the source. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's to say? I always yes. find it interesting when I've had something and I can't even remember what the specific example was. Um, but not too long ago, I felt like there I had had an idea for like a story or a screenplay and then saw that, you know, I'm sure other people can think of examples of like, oh, that they made that show or they made they made the thing that I didn't mm-hmm. make. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that I had an idea for and now it's here or there's a version of that. And it always makes me wonder, well, was that idea just hanging off of a tree in the other realm and I didn't pick the apple, but somebody else came along and saw that, you know, picked that fruit and then, and then planted, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, oftentimes I'm like, okay, maybe I need to be a little less lazy around the spirit realm and like start (laughs) doing some of this stuff. But you know what I mean though? Meditation, man. That's the quickest way to to touch on source is meditation. Uh, Are you into TM? We've had guests that practice TM or do you just transcendental Mm -hmm. meditation. Um, I may, is that what I do? No, I uh, studied Ayurvedic meditation. I think I'm saying it wrong. Ayurvedic meditation. But honestly, I've got a kid, like I said, Uh, he's two. So I get in as any kind of meditation that I possibly can. (laughs) You know, I've been listening to, um, there's a great app called Budify that I'm obsessed with. And I can do that when I'm going to sleep. I uh, will listen to certain um, chakra music on Spotify and meditate that way yeah, sometimes. Awesome. And then sometimes I'll do my um, Ayurvedic. But is is transcendental meditation just like breath work? No, uh, it's uh, well, so I'm, I'm familiar. I, I took the class and I'm certified or whatever, but it, 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 whatever. it, it, it came... <laughs> It came from a from a guy, a, a certain individual. He sort of started the whole thing. It was the guy the Beatles went to. I forget, I forget the dude's name, yes. but it's the Maharishi. same as Ayurvedic meditation. Vedic just means mind vehicle, and and so tra- TM is just you're you're using a mantra as an anchor to sort of, you know, yeah. uh, to you know get to the deep thoughts and and just and and sort of quiet the mind, let the thoughts pass and stuff like that. But I actually yes. recently just no. yeah, picked I it back up one again. Of those. Uh, it's, 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 it's challenging. It's not easy all the time, but, uh, yeah, you're right. It's certainly, it, it, it has some extreme benefits. So, oh my God, extreme benefits. And you know, there's, there's so everybody, the other buzzword these days, which is good actually is uh shadow work, right? Oh yeah. Um, it's Carl Jung. And yeah. And, and there's so many different kinds of ways that you can tap into the shadow while meditating, which also makes me think of another tarot card, but yeah, it's that, that's what I've been uh, touching on recently is a lot of shadow work and a lot of inner child meditations because, mm. you know, so that's where the good stuff Shadow is. meaning not, you know, because we love to talk about shadow people on this podcast, but <laughs> but, but as, as Bryce said, the shadow self, basically, right? Yeah. The, and, and, and what is that? Is that like, 
I mean, I've looked a little bit into it, but is, is it the dark side of your persona? Is it the unconscious side of your person persona, your yourself? The, what yeah, is, what the is way it? that the way that I talk to people about it, I say you have, and again, you know, the tarot is all about balance. It's trying to strike a chord of balance in all of these different aspects of your personality, of life, of everything around you. But one of the balance points is your light self and your shadow self. And your light self is all the things you love about yourself that you're really proud of, that you want to show people that you're really, you, you know, you love, right? And your shadow self is the stuff that you don't like about yourself, that you're really ashamed of, that you really want to hide from people. Um, you know, my temper personally is is part of my shadow self. And what's so important and powerful about the shadow, right? It's that thing that says you're a loser, you're not good enough, like all of those things, right? Is that they're trying to protect you and they're part of you. Your shadow is you. And so those people who constantly try and push the shadow away and say, well, you don't exist. I'm my light self, all love and light, right? You guys are in California, you know, love and light all the time. Like, <laughs> no, you can't have love and light all the time. You have to have both. That balance is paramount. And, and both of those things are equally important and valuable to us, right? Because your shadow is just trying to protect you. They may do it in really mean nasty ways but they, they're just trying to protect you finally some hard east coast perspective you know on this show we've needed it for a long time <laughs> thank you Sutton. <laughs> i i mean it's fascinating that's one of the things i love about you know uh twin peaks i mean even the name twin mm. peaks it's all about the reflection the shadow the um you know with laura palmer you know her light side her dark side oh my side. god i haven't watched that in so oh, long so good i'm i'm like rewatching it and bryce keeps saying he's going to but he's he's not he's never gonna i'm gonna need it. to borrow your set yeah that's not also not gonna happen because i i i'm worried i'll never get it back and i need i need it's a limited edition <laughs> never loan out anything that you're not willing to lose it's, forever that's true and also it's all on netflix <laughs> um okay before we move on is was there a moment where you were like, like, do you have a, you know, we like to ask people if they've ever seen a ghost or a UFO. Like, was there ever a moment where you had one of those encounters or you went, oh shit, this, this magic stuff is working. Holy fuck. It really works. Like what was the time that oh, jumped God, out yeah. where you're like, fuck. Oh man. Well, I mean, I have a couple, I have, I mean, I have very specific ghost stories, but before I, t can, may I tell the ghost stories? Yes. Is that, is that, Please. okay. Well, but before I, I think about that, like you said, this magic stuff, right. I was just giving a reading the other day and I kind of touched on this before, but like, I knew I was going to pull the moon card. Like I, I knew it before I pulled it. I was talking to this person about rituals. And then I thought to myself, well, you can't talk about moon rituals until you've pulled the card. And I flipped the card and there she was. And I, and I was tingly all over and I may have exclaimed, thank you, source, which they chuckled at, but there was a moment where it was like, that's magic, right? That's not just synchronicity. That's, there's something bigger there mm -hmm. going on. So that was definitely a moment, but um, I mean, I live next to the oldest cemetery in Queens oh. <laughs> on the oldest street in Queens. <laughs> and uh, I know, you know, you know, no big deal. Uh, but there's definitely a guy that sits in my living room um, from like 2 to 4 a.m. He's not always there. Uh, 
on the same part of my couch. And and when I say a guy who sits there, I've never like turned around and seen him completely. But like if I go to get water from the refrigerator, I can tell somebody is sitting there (laughs) and you know what I mean? Oh, like no. that, that, <laughs> yeah. the, no, no, really. And that feeling. And then I'll turn around and like out of the corner of my eye, I can see something. And then there was, we used to live with roommates. And one time my roommate was like, Oh yeah, the guy in the top hat. I was like, yes, the guy in the top hat. Oh no! <laughs> and so that, um, so interesting. Unpack that a little bit. Like, yeah, so yeah. how, how do you know he's there? <laughs> have, I mean, have you seen him or you just feel his presence or does he, does he communicate at all with you? Oh God, no! He doesn't communicate. He seems very jovial. It's like, why is there a witch in my no. apartment? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think he lived in the big old mansion next to us. It used to be a big old mansion, and so we live this this old cemetery is a Revolutionary War cemetery. But this house that lives next, or that is the plot next to us, um, used to be this big party mansion. Um, God, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I. It's like when you see something out of the corner of your eye and then you really look and you're like, it's not there. But then you just go to turn your head and it you can sense that they're there. Mm. Um, but I've all I mean, I've been I, I got tapped on the show. I got you guys. I've got ghost stories. I, <laughs> Have you been tapped on um, the shoulder during a reading? No, during a reading, I and, you know, client privilege or whatever you call it. I'm, you know, I'm going to use no names and all those things, but just very recently I was doing a reading and it was Betsy. You could say it was Betsy Sidaro. We know it was Betsy. Betsy. I love her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it was uh, this person whose uh, partner had passed away very suddenly. And um, I had, uh, we're going through the reading and we're getting up to the present position, right? Cause I pull from your past into your present and your present into your future. There's like a whole story that I tell and I'm pulling the card that's right next to her present position. And they said to me, you know, the 11 thing that you said, the, the 11s, the 11s, I always see the 11s. And when I see the 11s, I know that's them. And I flipped the card and it was temperance. And among other things, you know, temperance, it means a lot of things, but temperance can mean divine protection. And, and I flipped the card and I knew I was going to flip it. And I flipped the card and I said, do you trust me? And they said, yeah. And I said, they, that is them. And you guys, I went completely blank. My mind went completely blank. Not even like, I can't just, I've never, I've never had this kind of blank feeling. And I'm not, I don't, say that I'm a medium of any kind. Um, but I couldn't think. Mm. And I got really cold, uh, freezing cold. And then I just, they, the, this person, this past person said, they didn't say it exactly, but I just got this feeling of like, don't like protect her. Don't, please don't don't say something like they, they were very weary of me. The spirit was very weary of me. They were like, who are you? Mm. And who are you digging in my life and my wife's life and what is going on? And, and I just very like calmly kind of sat there and I just said, well, they are okay. And they love you. And that is them when the 11s come. But that was one of the, that was, that was a moment because usually it's, it's never been tied to tarot. It's usually just 
I'll be doing a, you know, a ritual or something. And I've heard, it's not even, I don't hear things. Right. But I, I get, it's like the thought comes into my head and that moment was, I still can't get over it. It was really crazy. <laughs> like being interrupted completely. Your reality got interrupted. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't think. And they were, they were not comfortable with me. Um, they were not comfortable with me. Wow. They were like, who are you? Yeah. And, and be careful what you're saying to them. Right. And it was, it was, it was really intense. And I, I still have not like unpacked it completely. Cause I'm like, did, yeah, I mean, that totally happened. I've never gone blank like that. I can't even describe what it was like. The, the no thoughts. Wow. I bet we have listeners who know exactly what you're talking about. Hey, uh, <laughs> are you ready to have your mind completely blown right now? Um, I've been, I mean, always. I've been shuffling a tarot deck during this conversation, just like just looking at cards. And the top two cards on the deck right now are Temperance and then the Moon. Wow. Stop it. I, it's like unbelievable, but it is actually true. That's well, crazy. Oh my that's god, crazy! Yeah, we're gonna. That turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break before things get too hot. And when we come back, we're gonna talk all about tarot with Sutton Crawford. So, Sutton, what is that that happened to Riley right before the break? What, what? How do you? I mean, that's magic. Is that synchronicity? That's magic, or is that just coincidence? What? What? what, what that's wild. That's magic. I mean, that's exactly what I love about the tarot so much. It's that source. Source just said, "Hey, I'm listening to you guys. You're doing great. This is a great podcast. Everybody should listen to it." It was also I, just I so trippy that like knows. I checked the deck when she was telling the moon story, I was like, wouldn't that be trippy if I just cut the deck to the moon right now? And then I was like, ah, oh, I didn't. And then I look where it was and I was like, Oh, it's at the, it's second to the top. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It wasn't the top one. And then like, <laughs> then after that, then she brings up this whole crazy story about temperance. That was the top one. And it was just like, wow. All right. Past into present right there. It's, it's happening in real time. Man, oh, I hear shuffling. Wild. I love it. I, I took my cards out too. I had them sitting next to me. So we'll, we'll see. But, um, Oh my God! Yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> but what does it mean for Riley? Um, if you're going to give a quick reading on Temperance and Moon, because they did also not only is it a, a synchronistic little wink from the source, but what does that mean mm-hmm. for Riley for him to have those cards in this moment? Do you think? Oh well, the Moon is saying all those things that you say to yourself, like I should go outside because it's raining, and I should dance naked in the rain, and I should take my shoes off and, and walk in my yard barefoot. That is the Moon. Listen to that, right? That is like right. this deep, wild, divine, feminine thing that's inside of all of us. You know, it, it controls periods it controls water it control there's a reason that witches dance around the full moon under you know like lunacy it's these ideas that like hmm. these things come into your head and it's intuition and you just trust it you don't judge it right so it's probably telling you first of all what you just pulled don't judge it this is clearly happening and and trust that magic right the moon is so deeply magic it's also deeply about shadow and all we were doing was talking about shadow work and and temperance is about, you know, it temperance is asking us to mix. Well, it's a divine protection. So here we go with source again saying, I love you. You know, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting all of you guys. But it's also about balance and 
that's the other thing I talked about was the balance. The whole tarot is about balance. And it's, it's saying, yeah, you take what you know about your ego world, about the stuff that's out here, but also dip your toe in the water and make sure you're listening to your intuition and your intuition right now in this moment is telling you that was crazy, right? <laughs> so we can, we mm. can acknowledge what we think is really, you know, scientifically, oh, yeah, but like, do you got to balance both of those things and, and alchemize, you know, your knowledge and your spontaneity, like alchemize your fire and your water, alchemize all of these things to uh, bring you to enlightenment. So in this set, in this sense, it's talking deeply about making sure that, yeah, sure. Listen to the ego, right. We're talking through our egos right now, but your intuition totally told you that, that's crazy. You were going to pull it and there's temperance. Hi, nice to see you. Well, I think if there's one thing that all four of us would have in common, it's that we want to believe in a magical world. You know what I mean? We, we want this world. I thought you world. were going to say ego. <laughs> <laughs> that well, too, unfortunately. That yeah. too, of course. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I listen, having all these conversations we've had over the past years, I mean, it's hard to deny that this world is, strange and mysterious and there does seem to be some sort of you know magic and with a with a k not stage magic but some some sort of something else going on some sort of mystery at play constantly and it is a playful mystery you know it does like that is very playful how that came about Mm -hmm. Uh, totally it's fast that was so playful i mean that that is such the perfect way to say it and i i that magic with the CK, I talk about that all the time, right? Because magic with the C is an illusion. That's what a, a magician does where they pull a rabbit out of a hat. But magic with the CK is the ability to manifest your reality with energy and to uh, pull those two cards because we thought about it enough. And then Source said, yeah, that's funny. Isn't that great? Here. Yeah. <laughs> it's tickling. So yeah. I pulled I pulled three cards here. Just for fun and games. Okay. I like no how we've moon. just turned this into us sneakily getting free readings. Well, but also, <laughs> but how else? Hold on, I'm going to my daughter's it, tiniest I really like, deck. I really like that, all that advice. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, where's my deck? Well, like, I have like 15 of them. But how else to talk about tarot, right? Than like pulling out I, some yeah. cards and talking about them and looking at them. So yep. uh, totally. I've got, I, I first card that came up with just was Justice. It's a, mm-hmm. a dude sitting, a king sitting on a throne. It's the the sixth card in the major arcana. Oh wait, not mm-hmm. the sixth, the eleventh. Sorry, and then oh, that's me, so king hard. on the throne. Yes, king on the throne, <laughs> holding king his scales. Good, good. And then I got the lovers, which is the sixth mm-hmm. card, and it's basically Ooh, Adam one of and my Eve. favorite. And then I got the king of pentacles. Uh, but it's upside down now. Do you believe in inverted? Like, how do you read these cards? Should they be read upside down? I do not. I do not read inversions. Oh. I think that the tarot is complicated enough, and I think it has so many layers that, like, why? I, I'm just. I'm not a, a an inversion reader at all, actually. And what's so interesting, and I say this in like 100 honesty, I've never flipped a card upside down. Like I, when I turn cards, I've never Whoa. come across an inverted card in my readings. That's wild. Do you, do you and have, I, do you I have mess them face, with my deck. Do you have them face the client or do you have them face you? Well, so they face me. Gotcha. But, but if they, if they feel important enough, I'll turn them around so that they can see them. And, and if I'm on zoom, cause I do a lot of my readings on zoom, I, um, 
I lift it up and show it to the camera. That's awesome. I mean, did you ask a question? I didn't. Or did you just pull cards? I was just sort of, in, I, 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 I didn't really ask a specific question. I just piggybacked off of what you were talking about with, with Riley of like, what, what's the source gonna, what, what, what wink am I going to get? What is it going to try to well, tell me in this? Your moment? wink is actually kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yeah, he's, I mean, he's forcing it. So you're not going to get a wink, Michael. <laughs> I love not how wings work. Why, why are you jealous of my cards? Like, why? That's not how winks work. <laughs> Uh, no your your wink is cute i mean it's justice is they're you know they're pictured with a sword they're pictured with the scales of justice it's you know the quintessential libra energy right of balance again here we go i'm a libra justice is i'm a libra uh, see i knew i'm also an astrologer no i'm not um there's justice is uh you know the the sword in the card uh they're not a sword card, right? Because one of the suits is uh, swords in the minor arcana. They're not a sword card, but it's a, definitely about your mental dexterity and your uh, ability to understand what you see as truth deeply and unshakably without other people's noise outside of you, right? So justice comes for us when we know for certain that we've done something right or that this person is wrong or uh, that we believe in magic, right? So there's your little wink, I would think, mm. I would hope a little bit, is that justice is saying, you know, deep down, you know what you believe, you know, you've been seen, mm. you've been shown magic in your life. And no matter what people say, you know, there's a conviction inside of you that uh, you know right from wrong and you know what you believe, right? And then the lover's card is one of my favorite cards because, you know, people, if you're single and you have the deck and you pull it and you're like, oh, this doesn't resonate. It's like, it's, yes, it's deeply about um, being in a relationship with somebody who makes you better, who's on a path of enlightenment with you, who challenges you, who, uh, all of those things, right. You know, the quintessential, what you'd think of as the best kind of relationship. But if it's about just you, and in this sense, I think it is, it's about, because you'll see, right. It's Adam and Eve and the angel. Well, this is the Rider Waite Smith deck, yes. right. That's what you're pulling yeah. from. Yeah. So You've got those three images. The angel represents your higher self. So picture it, you're all the lover's card. You're, it's just one person. It's just you, right? right? Um, the angel is your higher self. The male or male identifying figure is the middle self. And the female identifying figure is your younger self. Oh. So your higher self is the thing that's connected to source. Your middle self is your ego and the thing that's having this conversation with me right now. And your younger self is uh, deeply connected to um, instinct and, in, uh, you know, intuition, and the lover's card is asking you to balance all of those things and not turn your back on your instincts and not turn your back on your higher self, right? Because what do we say about egos? We're all really super in touch with that part of ourselves. Mm. Um, but the lover's card can also be read that way in this sense of like, make sure you're still listening to source, right? With your higher self. Your higher self is the one that communicates with that magic, um, and your younger self is the one that's like, yeah, I'm on board with this 100%. And yeah, usually our Eve's ego is looking like, at, at the angel and uh, Adam yeah. is looking at her, obviously, because there's yeah. a naked woman standing in front of him. <laughs> Naturally. But, you know, I think that's a 
it's a really interesting message for you about trusting your convictions and what you believe and, and making sure that you don't cut out your instincts and your higher self with just the world out here with your ego. This is what I understand. This is what I can touch, taste, and see. And so that's what it is. That's science. That's whatever. And even science and magic are really intertwined. And then the king of pentacles, huh? Yeah. I mean, the kings generally are about uh, how do you rule your kingdom? Like, how do you keep things in, how do you, you know, rule your household, your life? Michael uh, does it with an iron you... fist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I, that's scary, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I wonder, Michael, do you, are you comfortable? This is going to be really interesting. Are you comfortable with things taking time? Like, are, are you, do you want things to happen overnight? Um, I mean, you're a pretty patient guy, I feel like. Yeah. yeah We're still I'm, doing this. So. I'm patient. I, I'm patient with this thing in my time, but I, I definitely think they're like, you know, uh, I think, you know, Bryce and I will have conversations as actors do about like, uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a lifelong mm. commitment, you know? And I, I, I would say I get impatient when it comes to like booking the next job for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm way That's impatient. Really- I like, I'm like, I meditated twice this week. Where's my fucking bliss? <laughs> <laughs> When is, this gonna, when is this going to kick in? <laughs> Where's my sixth episode recurring on the new season of You? <laughs> I mean, the King of Pentacles understands that things take time. That's what's really important about Pentacles, right? And they're about money and business, hearth and home, and ultimately your spirituality. Um, and the King of Pentacles... They're the big daddy CEO. They rule their kingdom really generously. They are pretty inviting. They um, they are generous with their spirit. They're generous with their home. They're generous with their money, which they usually have some of. Uh, and they're luxurious. Like they like to drink the good scotch. They like to fly the best, you know, first class. Um, oh, yeah, baby. Champagne taste. I- yeah. Yeah. Recently, so, beer budget. <laughs> they like they like to sneak in free tarot readings. You totally just snuck in a total three card free tarot reading. Yeah, Riley good. started it. How what, dare my, you, sir? My deck started it, man. I was well. I wanted honestly. Me. I wanted to see if I got the moon. Well, that's awesome. So it sounds like I'm great. I wanted to see if I got the moon. <laughs> so let's talk about this. We've got so the king. The pentacles is one of four suits. The four suits being what? pentacles swords cups and wands now how are they related if at all to diamonds clubs aces and hearts hmm. oh god well the hearts is the cups right god i'm not good with oh, that's the, okay. the I, card thing but i was just trying to are, is it are they related i mean that i guess you start with yeah that. i mean people read cards like a deck of cards mm-hmm. the same way sometimes that they read a tarot oh, i didn't deck. know that well, because yeah, you, and sorry, go on. Sorry, no, no, I'm trying to. No, I'm now. I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to piece together what the what other the others are. would be. But I, you mentioned uh, Italy, uh, early 15th century or mm-hmm. uh, 1400s. Um, yeah, and you know the very little just research I did, which was like eh, some light Wikipedia and a couple articles talked about how you know that the, they think that they may have started as. Uh, uh, 
the tarot as a card, a card game, game, like you mentioned. Yeah. And then later in like the 1700s, the French really started getting a little bit more mystical with it. And then it, and then closer to the turn of the century, when we were all obsessed with spiritualism and Aleister Crowley and the um, Golden mm-hmm. Order of the Golden Dawn, they really became a tool for div- uh, divination. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, I didn't know that the, the Wait Rider deck... That's but, Crowley's, um, Arth- isn't it? Well, Arthur Edward Waite, he did the the he's got a deck, but Arthur Edward Waite was like the head of the Order of the Golden Dawn. Okay, which That's was the, the ma- magical order that Crowley was part of. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's also the thought that like it ties into like Toth and ancient Egypt and the Kabbalah. Oh God, yeah, and that that the you know uh, Alan Moore's Prometheus, a comic that if you haven't read, you should really check out from about it's about 20 years old at this point but you know he makes the case for the major arcana mapping out the course of human history basically in human consciousness yes. um yes. the cards themselves tell stories so um you've got the four you've got the pentacles the swords the cups and the wands and then you have mm-hmm. the major arcana and what what what's, yeah. why why do why is this split into two sections well the the really cool and important thing this is how i like to talk about it and if you if you sit down with me in a reading i i give a very brief quick little thing and i always say that if you think of you know 78 cards broken into two categories major arcana minor arcana if you think of the tarot as a body the major arcana is the organs of the body oh, wow. and the minor arcana is the blood that pumps to the organs mm. so i always say the major arcana mm. is the big sweeping themes of the story of your life and the minor arcana is the day-to-day stuff that gets you to the big sweeping themes of the story of your life right and court cards often represent you or somebody else that you know and if that doesn't sound right, it's a, it's either an energy you want to foster or it's an energy you want to put in check, like stop being so knight of wands. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the major arcana is like those, these big moments for us, these, these overarching themes, uh, for our lives is basically how I read it. And, and what I love so much, and it's so romantic to me is there's a zero card, right? And it's the fool. And, uh, oftentimes people read the major arcana as the story of the fool's journey to the last card, which is the world and the fool who lacks baggage and is childlike in their innocence and so willing to jump off a cliff because they don't know any better and is, you know, beautiful in their innocence has to go through the journey of the major arcana to reach yeah. enlightenment, which is, uh, the world. Yeah. And, Oh, it's just I'm totally vibing with that because in psychology, the fool is the precursor to the master. I mean, you can't do anything without starting at fool level. Like if you're going to master guitar, you the, the fool attempts it and then continues his journey. And then one day, maybe he becomes a master. So everything starts at the fool level. I love that. And and think about it. Only when you talk about guitar, like the fool is the person who picks it up and says, well, maybe I can pluck out a couple things and yeah. it probably sounds like shit, but right. they don't care. Like they're childlike in their innocence of willingness to learn whatever it may be. Yeah. Right? The, f- the fool and the hero are the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And what's so brilliant about the tarot is that, you know, somebody can come to me and be like, Oh, should I date this person? And then an hour later we're talking about so much more than that. Right. And it's, it's about everything 
in your life, right? The fool's journey is pain and pleasure and, and uh, fear and, and delight and, and, and good and bad are equally as important in our journey through to um, being as balanced and as enlightened and as happy as we possibly can be, mm. right? And that the tower is just as important as temperance, right? All of these, or the sun, you know, there, there's, that none, it's people say good and bad. There's no good and bad. It's just difficult or easy or good. Yeah, I always I thought mean, the it sound, tower was supposed ahead, to be Mike. a scary card to get. The tower, like scarier than. Oh, getting the tower the is like the worst card you could get. <laughs> and why is that? The tower is the worst. Can you, card. Yeah, can you explain the tower? Um, I, I was intrigued by that. Yeah, one. I mean, I'm going to talk politics briefly. This is the easiest way that I know how to describe the tower, and it it goes for a lot of things, right? The tower is the scariest card. People are like, "Oh God, don't pull the death card." No, the death card is difficult, but it's not. It's not the tower, honey. Uh, the tower card is, it comes for you when you go through something extremely difficult and painful, like a divorce or an illness or, um, so I, I use us politics as an example, which is for example, right? The tower in the United States in politics was built around white supremacy. It was built around, um, the man. It was built around cis white old men, uh, the GOP, right? Uh, and it's protecting something really kind of rotten inside. It's not always the thing that it's protecting isn't always rotten, right? If it's a toxic relationship, that's a good example of somebody who gets into a divorce and the tower comes for them and like, it's good, right? The tower needed to burn down, but it was probably painful. So I always use this politics example because the tower was built up around white supremacy and all of these things to protect the few instead of the many. And we're, we're witnessing, goddess willing, a moment in history where the lightning has struck the tower and it's burning to the ground again, so be it so it is, goddess willing. And the GOP and the white man and all of these people are trying to put the bricks back together because it is painful and it is difficult and it's not what they want, but it has to happen. The tower was built on shaky ground. It's it ha it's protecting something that needs to be let out. It needs to be seen. It needs to be whatever it may be. And so you know, and I'm, I, people always say she, you, I read it pretty positively. I read all of the cards pretty positively, but the tower has to happen, right? We have to go through these things, um, to understand everything. We have to go through these things to understand that we have very little control and that that's okay. And that, um, you know, and I keep coming back to this idea of a divorce, right? If this person was in a, in a toxic relationship where they were being abused mentally or physically or whatever it may be, and they get divorced uh, maybe against their will, like they didn't want to get a, the divorce and I pull the tower for them, it's like, yeah, but the tower needed to burn down, mm -hmm. right? So that you could reach the star, which is the next card, which is about hope and and, 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 and acknowledging the tower, make sure that you never put yourself back in the tower. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be back mm, in the tower. Yeah. Rapunzel it's, doesn't it's, want to be in the tower. No, she never wanted to be in there. Let down that hair, girl. <laughs> girl, let you dance it. I mean, I, I, isn't that funny that there's all these representations of people being locked in towers and 
having to like save them from it and and yeah, so the tower card's scary. Well, that's, that's like, I guess I that's what I was going to find. I'm like, oh, oh shit. sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to, I, I think that's what's so fascinating to me is, is, is that these cards have sort of, well, they've transcended because they're just, there's like a direct connection to archetypal symbols that, that can just be found throughout human history. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think more than any other, divination tool these these cards seem to tap into a direct play at symbology and and, and all these symbols and i, I just I, I it's pretty fascinating I, obviously that's why there's you know something to them um, oh god yeah and that's why they've lasted for so long mm-hmm. yeah because those symbols aren't going anywhere they've been they've been the same symbols and they they will continue to be the same symbols and the same archetypes archetypes don't change you mm-hmm. know they're just no totally they're, they're, it's they're like there. reading it's like reading to i don't know how, how into shakespeare I, that, uh, the, you, you or you the listeners took are. the thought right out of my head i was gonna say it's like shakespeare who remains universal after you know 300 yeah. 400 years yeah yeah, you can read a Shakespeare play and they are still toying with and going through extremely similar things that we will go through yeah. in our lifetime multiple times. Well, and th- that's because those yeah. were Rosicrucian <laughs> esoteric <laughs> ideals meant to enlighten the masses. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, as is the tarot. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the theories about the tarot and it, uh, that that there was this pagan society uh pre-christianity that had written all of this enlightenment documentation into said certain books and that when um people came to go burn these books to change this ideology that they then took that information and programmed it into the tarot so that it was hidden, right? So that it was like a hidden message. And I mean I find I find that I, I see it every day twice a day when i'm reading for people it's it is so universal it's so universal it's 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 amazing and that's magic right that's totally and it seems like it has to be passed down orally you know in oral traditions and and yeah i think the tarot is the i mean the perfect thing for for hidden knowledge and and esoterica just because you know you have to know what they mean i mean there's no written words on them you know i mean there's a few mm-hmm. but it's like it's a great way to hide knowledge you know oh 100 percent. and the, the the like oh that's what i that's why the lover's card speaks to me so deeply because and the pentacles in particular but the 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 lover's card right you'd think oh it's about a relationship it's like no it's also about this and it's also about you and it's also about it's just there's it's uh, it's so Fascinating. good <laughs> i'm obsessed <laughs> so i remember when i oh it's 11 11 here by the Whoa. way just so everybody's yeah, aware. Look at that. <laughs> um uh i i remember when i first bought this deck uh it's been years now probably i got it i believe in college or close around around that time of my life and i remember like getting my first tarot card book excuse me and they were immediately immediately uh they were like okay take the deck put it in a black bag bury it in your garden sprinkle it with salt on a full moon i was like wait what can't i just start now you know what i mean like do you You gotta charge that shit bro do i need to be keeping this in like a black velvet bag under a crystal or you know like do you are there ways that you charge your cards or is there a special way you keep them yeah yeah i mean i have 
I have quite a few decks. Um, Oh God, where do I even start? I mean, before I use the deck, I will always cleanse it with smoke. Um, if I feel that the deck belonged to somebody else, like if it was a gift from someone for a long time that they had in their collection and then they gave it to me, I usually put, um, selenite on top of it, which is a type of crystal. Um, and then I always interview all of my decks. So after I've saged them or, um, smoke cleanse them, then I'll shuffle and I will interview them. Uh, and like a podcast, what do you mean by interview them? Yeah, I'll do a podcast with my decks. No, um, I um, I will sh- I'll shuffle and I this is my little tip. I shuffle until I feel kind of nauseous and then mm. I know that it's it's ready mm. and um I pull three cards which is uh what do you plan to teach me? Um uh what do you plan to t- I have it written down cuz I it's on my a casual coven, right? What do you plan to teach me? the deck's personality and how do you like to work? Mm, That's great. So the deck is like a conscious thing. I mean, I think so. I think they're all kind of different. I mean, I, the way that one deck will read is completely like, I feel that I have decks that are nicer than others. I feel there are decks that give me more, uh, court cards than others. I think like if it's somebody in all honesty, if it's somebody's like birthday, I won't use certain decks mm, for right, them right. because those are the brutal yeah. ones. And they're the ones that those are the snarky <laughs> tell ones. It like it is a little bit more. I'm, yeah, a, su- I'm and- a sucker for pain. Give me the nasty one. Come on. <laughs> don't hold back. Give me the bad stuff. <laughs> I, I have a deck called this might hurt. <laughs> But this might hurt tarot. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful deck. It's like your friend who's Um, just been, see you complain about everything your entire life. And it's like, I'm going to tell you this. (laughs) I'm going to read you to Phil. This might hurt. You're a twat. Okay. You're an asshole. This might hurt. Yeah. You need to wake up. And you needed to hear it. Exactly. You said court cards a minute ago. You mean kings... Like a king of pentacles, yeah. The page, king of knight, pentacles, queen, page, king. page knight, king, queen. Yeah. Also, like the yeah. the you know, like playing cards deck. You got your jacks. You got your kings and your exactly, queens, right? exactly. And then in different decks, they're they're named sometimes different things, but it's always the same. You know, I have one that's um, daughter, son, mother, father. I have one that's guardian, elder. Um, you know, you get the idea, but. And then I had been, it's funny, you should say, keep it in a, in a black satchel or whatever. I had took a lot of my decks out of their boxes and hmm. put them in bags and was keeping them in a box that I had painted. And then something happened where I, the decks said, I don't want to be kept like that anymore. And hmm. I had to put them all back into their boxes and now they're on my altar, all in their original boxes. I keep, it was very strange. I keep, like I keep mine all in, of a sudden. I keep mine in my box, but no bag. But now I'm afraid I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, and my tarot card deck is going to be standing over me. <laughs> <laughs> keep them in the ghost man's top hat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, can I use your hat, sir? I just want to place my tarot deck in there. How many tarot decks I feel do you like have? He'd be okay with that. Oh, Jesus. Um, 15, I think. That's awesome. And then I have 10 Oracle decks, I think. Yeah. And then what's your go-to um, tarot? Is it the the Rider weight deck or is it? it 
Oh, no. Interestingly enough, well, it switches all the time and it really is case by case. And if if I look at the person's name that I'm going to read for the next day, I'll either like get a vibe and I'll be like, oh, it should definitely be this one. Or I'll give them the option. I'll hold up two decks that feel right. And I'll say, you tell me which which deck has the answers for you. And they almost always choose the one that I had initially thought was a good idea. And then I questioned myself for some weird reason. Mm. I wasn't listening to justice and I <laughs> hold the two decks up, but um, no, my Rider Waite Smith deck. It's so funny. I, it's actually the first deck I ever got and I bought it at a garage sale down the street from my house. And it's, I pulled cards for myself for a long time, but it never felt like mine. Mm. So I kept it as a relic almost of like, I saved it. I mean, and the funniest thing is like one of the cards clearly has like wine spilled on it and it's the five of cups, which if anybody knows the tarot is also a really difficult card. It's, you know, it's a painful card. And so it's like, I, and it's old, you can tell it's seventies. Um, I like that. Which the spilled old, wine you know is, I mean. is in a cups card. Totally. Oh yeah. No, but, and it's like, I can like picture the person pulling it and then the person like knocking their wine glass over or something right. onto this five right. of cups and, but it never felt like mine. And, and so then I acquired more decks and I read with other decks and then just very, very recently I was doing something, I was doing something ritualistic at my altar for the full moon. And, and I was like, that deck was like, okay, I'm yours now. And I was like, okay. And so I've, I still don't read for other people with it, but I read for myself with it. And, um, it's, it's a, like a sweet old friend. I, love that. I like it. What did you name that deck? Like Stanley? <laughs> Top hat man. Top hat man. <laughs> the Stanley. So what would you say to people wanting to sort of get into it? Would you recommend uh, newcomers to tarot to, you know, if they're interested, maybe buy their own deck or. Yeah, there's this weird thing. There's this like old, I don't know, wives tale that says you have to be gifted your first tarot deck. That's nonsense. Yeah, that you have to get it from somebody, which is great. Yeah. But if you're going to wait your whole life waiting for somebody to give you a tarot deck and then you never do it, that that's not great. Yeah, right. um, a take a little initiative. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, get those wands ready and get yourself a deck. It's like I say when I buy my action figures, a purchase is a gift I give to myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. That just made me think my husband has all, I have all of my crystals on one shelf and then my husband has all his, uh, vintage GI Joe's oh, on the shelf. Oh, right next we need to, them. to, we need to talk, <laughs> you know, I'm big, I'm big into Michael and I are pretty big into GI Joe. Figures. Son, oh my gosh. No, he's obsessed. Son, this is great. Can we talk to your husband now, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, you put, can you put him I'll on put the phone? Yeah. <laughs> he would be, you guys would be here forever. He's obsessed. Oh, that's um, amazing. But the, no, the deck thing, like, I, what I say to people, like, so I had somebody say to me recently, well, like, what's a good beginner deck? And I, I said to them, it's really not about that. It's, it's more about, you have to find a deck that you, A, find beautiful, that you are drawn to the images of, that speaks to you, right? Do you like people in your deck? Do you like animals? Do you like, 
uh, G.I. Joe's. Fairies, G.I. Joe's. I'm sure there's a G.I. Joe tarot deck. There's a baseball tarot deck, for Christ's sake. Right. So, like, it's something that you feel connected to, right? And that's the kind of deck you should buy because you're going to stare at it and it's, it's a, it is like a little being. Like, you want it, you want to feel attached to it um, and its imagery. So, you shouldn't get yourself a deck that you don't like looking at. <laughs> That's when you know it's gotten too commercial when like every football and baseball team have their own tarot deck and it's just like you're like, okay, this is getting too much. Seriously. Do you have a deck? Hello Kitty Tarot. Ooh, that Actually, sounds, that'd be kind of cute. Good. I, mean, yeah, I, I bet they have that. Probably yeah. <laughs> oh, they have to. Do you have a deck that feels like the most sort of like esoteric and like sort of ancient mystical kind of spooky vibes to it or I mean, the Rider Waite Smith deck with the, the the spilled five of cups is definitely like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just the, uh, the classic. I'm trying to just think. found it on eBay. Used for ninety nine ninety nine. Hello Kitty full seventy eight tarot uh, tarot card. <laughs> Stop. Major and minor. Oh my Arcana. God. A gift to yourself. <laughs> a gift. A gift to yourself. A gift to yourself. Yep, it's all here. Oh my god, that's. I don't know. That's hilarious. I don't know if it's like official or if it's like an Etsy thing, but it looks pretty like looks licensed to me. Oh my god, that's classic. Mm. Of course, Hello Kitty's connected to the divine. Duh. How silly. (laughs) I got my I got my daughter. She's eleven. That the world's smallest tarot. It comes in like with a keychain, but they're all there, and it's the Rider Waite deck. They're really fun, and they're like they're like miniature. Kids love little miniature things. That's great. uh, Of course, she's been like Polly Pocket. Yeah, it's like a Polly Pocket tarot (laughs) deck. But she's she's been giving me and and uh, and her little brother readings, and and she's kind of having fun with it. So it's. Oh my God, little witch. I love it. I mean, the problem with the Rider Waite Smith deck is that it's really dated. Mm. Yeah. And and the thing I love about the This Might Hurt Tarot is um, that it is the Rider Waite Smith deck, but um, it's just more modern. It's BIPOC and LGBTQ friendly and just it's it's more modern. So I really like that one a lot. That's amazing. I may be working on a deck. Ooh. That's a secret, but I might be working on one. Ooh, so. exclusive here on BCCC. I know. You, you totally need- should. I mean, look, you're obsessed, and that's your passion. And Sutton, you should totally have the Sutton deck. If if you, I mean, we're I'm doing it. I'm if doing you need it. a visual reference for the fool, Bryce will be happy to send you his headshot. I'd be happy to pose for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the dog and the cliff and the white and the white rose. Oh, we've got so done. Send it over. Dog's you have done. my email. I have a dog. I love flowers. I'm in. Um, <laughs> there you go. One last question before we play a game that we we need to play with you before we say goodnight. Um, what's the biggest misconception about tarot that you are like, oh, I wish people understood this, or I've had to explain this a couple times. And uh, like, if you could just say, Hey guys, just so you know, it's not this or this, think about it this way. I mean, I think I kind of, I've probably said it, but I think it's twofold. I think one is that it is um, extremely scary. Like it, it can be, um intimidating in a sense but like the thing about free will right that what we talked about at the beginning that like it's not a it's not a fortune telling device that's going to say oh this is going to happen period end of story it's 
aiding you in releasing yourself from fear and releasing yourself from worry and um, making the best choices that you possibly can and not putting yourself back into difficult situations or whatever it may be. So I think that's one of the things. I had one person say, I don't want to read my future portion. And I was like, okay, we can do whatever makes you feel comfortable. But like, it's not, it's not because I say it, it's going to happen. It's, it's a, it's a hint right. into what could potentially happen and how can you change that? And, Always. and what if it's really good? In motion, you know? The future is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever get the feeling like the cards are actually blank until you turn them over? Sort of like if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? In other words, like, I don't know. Do you ever get the feeling that the cards don't reveal themselves or, or, or they don't materialize You're talking about until like a Schrodinger's observer... cat situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they, they don't, you know, materialize until there's an observer present. The, well, I, you know, the, that, that moon moment and that temperance moment that I talked about, those were moments where I, it blew my mind so much because I thought it, Right. And then it happened and it was like, what just happened? What did I, and, and it's not even just about like knowing it was the whole conversation. It was 15 minutes of leading up to that yeah. story that then all of a sudden I pull that card and I knew I was going to pull it. You collapsed so, yeah, the wave. I mean, I don't know. What is it? Like, who knows? It's magic. It's yeah. magic with a CK. Awesome. Quantum tarot. Well, right? Sutton, we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests, and you're no exception. I love games. Uh, I'm going to go down <laughs> a list of phenomena. And if you're open to it, you're going to say believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. Okay? okay? And if you're somewhere in between, <laughs> yeah. you still got to pick one. You got to come down on one side or the other. This oh, shit. Okay. is a game that we call Bullshit or Believe It. All right, Sutton, on your mark, get set, ghosts, believe UFOs, it. believe Bigfoot, uh, bullshit, ESP, believe shadow it. people, believe unicorns, it. bullshit, alien abductions, believe it, Yeti. Bullshit. Mothman. Mm, bullshit. Out of body experiences. Believe it. Tarot cards. Believe it. <laughs> Demonically possessed dolls. <laughs> now I feel guilty um, about putting bullshit? tarot cards <laughs> so next close to each next other. to yeah. yeah. I know. I was like, how rude. <laughs> uh, bullshit, I think. The, the healing power of crystals. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> An alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. Oh, I've been there. Believe it. Atlantis. And Lumeria. Uh, believe it. Haunted houses. Believe it. Skunk ape. What? Okay, you just unlocked a secret <laughs> game within a game. Bryce, get ready. We're going to... Oh, man. The Jersey Devil. Uh, believe it? The Biblical Devil. Uh, bullshit. Speaking to the Dead. Believe it. Mermaids. Bullshit. The government is hiding the truth. 
about Sasquatch? <laughs> well, if I don't believe in Sas, isn't Bigfoot and Sasquatch the same mm-hmm. guy? Same yep. guy. Thing? Pretty much. Um, then I think bullshit. Past lives. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. Life. I mean, come on. After death. Ooh, believe it. Well done, Sutton Crawford. I, you know, one of the rare, one of the rare, believe it for for Loch Ness monster. Good for you. I, I, I mean, I you. get that. I get. I went there, you guys. Loch Ness is unbelievable, I, and it's so black and so still. I was like, yeah. I buy it. I could, I could see now, something here, in there. Here's the question: Plesiosaur or interdimensional uh, supernatural creature created by magic ritual? Plesiosaur. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, well said. Okay. okay. Uh, now this could be an opportunity, Bryce. Because she's okay. called okay. bullshit on a couple of these friends, furry friends of ours. Yep. Uh, yep. But we have. I know. I'm sorry. We, Don't be you sorry. Unlocked, you unlocked a game <laughs> called uh, 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. I'm going to put 60 seconds on a timer. And Bryce has six, one minute to, to convince you that Skunk Ape exists. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Get ready, okay. Bryce. On your mark, get set. Yep. Sell Skunk Ape. <laughs> Well, I think we can get here, Sutton. If you just... Okay. I'm going to extend my hand. You take it. <laughs> hold it in yours. And just trust me. I do. That in Florida, there is an unconfirmed swamp ape known as the skunk ape. Would you believe for me? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to need more information than that. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, uh, 30 seconds. What does it look on, like? Come on. What it, how, what okay, do a, okay. Do you have a, do you have a search bar? A Google search? Yes. Bar? Okay. Type, yes. type in Mayaka skunk ape. I'm just M Y A K K A skunk ape. I didn't have a backup plan Dude, for this. You got Crap. 15 okay. seconds, you cocky see, son of a bitch. You should see two photos. <laughs> there was an oh, old wait, lady. M-I-A what? M-I-A. Nine, oh, no. Oh, eight, no. This is falling apart. Listen, six, Sutton, focus on my five, hand. Take two, my hand four, and just trust three, me that I know what I'm two, talking about. One. I believe you. Thank you. I, it's done. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> it's not bullshit. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> he closed Whoa. the sale at the last minute. It's a trust game. It's this is about it, trust. I, I've learned from my mistakes in the past. I like that you're just like, if I just I can sell it now just with my personality. <laughs> I know I was like, I've got no information. Oh, there he is. Pretty good, right? you, have, you do not get to talk about skunk ape anymore. She can talk about skunk okay. ape, but you are done selling. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know. It'd be insane not to. Th- I, maybe I'm like I really need to renegotiate my, my you know, my relationship to all of these Bigfoot things. Oh yeah, Listen, I mean, if I believe you. in Loch Ness, how could I not believe in Skunk Ape and I tell you what, and Jersey Devil? Like that's not fair. There's a book called Where the Footprints End, uh, by Joshua Cutchin okay. and Timothy Renner. Uh, which, which mm-hmm. you know, for most people, I wouldn't say this is the book that might convince you about Bigfoot, but I think you might be into that book. <laughs> so I'll send you a link. Okay. I'll send you a link off pod. Um, Sutton Crawford, thank okay. you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you on uh, social media? If people want to, or is it possible for people to book a tarot card reading with you? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you can find me on my website, suttoncrawford.com, S-U-T-T-O-N-C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D.com. I'm also on Instagram at the same name, Sutton Crawford. Uh, you can also follow my casual coven. It's uh, a casual coven on Instagram. And um, I'm pretty casual. You can either email me through my website to book a session and I've got all my pricings and offerings there, or you can, you can DM me. You can slip into my DMs and uh, we can set something up and book a session. What about your husband? How can Bryce and I contact him about his G.I. <laughs> Joe collection? <laughs> I, I will put you guys in Fantastic. contact and he'll, I'll send you Thank pictures. You, great. Um, and I will put a link to Sutton's website in the show notes of this episode so you'll have quick access to that. Uh, please follow us, Bigfoot uh, Collectors Club on Instagram at Book- Bigfoot Pod on Twitter. Bryce, what do you got to plug? Yeah, find me on Instagram at Mr. Bryce Johnson, Twitter at Bryce O. Johnson. And hey, I know Riley always does it, but I want to do it today. Give us a shot on the other side. It's the uh, it's the counterpart to our podcast over on Patreon. We have so much fun content there. We're making movie clubs, book clubs, and and uh, we're doing all kinds of incredible stuff there. It's 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 only five dollars a month, and you know we do this. Because we love doing it. But but if you join us over there, it really helps support the show, and, and we appreciate it. And you can find that at www.patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. We'll see you there. Well, uh, Riley? Well said. Uh, I'm Peace Drone on Instagram, and uh, my plug this week is uh, I, I directed a music video for Grace's new song, yes. Mango. Oh, and yeah. it is now out. Um, so pop over to Grace's YouTube and check out that video. I'm Really, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it was so fun to make with her. I'm so excited about this release. And uh, congratulations! And the song is called, the song is called Mango, Mango. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Love that song. Love that video. I saw a sneak peek of it, mm-hmm. y'all. Um, that's great. And I'm at McMill's Two Z's on Instagram. Please follow me there. Uh, once again, Sun Crawford, thank you. Uh, we're gonna definitely check out all your stuff. And for those of you listening at home, until next time, good night. And go get regressed. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. 
Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.